Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmer Bear. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. And Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. Yes, g'day there, Red and Blue Army. Welcome to another episode of Red Legs Radio. It's episode 13, and we build towards a battle with the old enemy, Port Adelaide. Would you believe the 307th meeting between these two famous clubs? Of course, we need to respond as well. Disappointing performance against the Double Blues at home last Friday night. In horrendous conditions, 23 points the margin there. We're looking forward to bouncing back. We've got a huge show tonight on Red Legs Radio. Key defender, great to have him back in the side, Michael Talia. He is on the line, about to join us very shortly. We're going deep into enemy territory. Jack Hudson will give us the inside word on Port Adelaide. Wheelchair football. Yep, it's coming to Norwood. And we'll find out more with new club captain Grant Leonard. Hannah Priest, a champion of the Norwood Footy Club, now the co-captain of the St Kilda Football Club. She'll be joining us a little bit later in the show. A couple of shifty-looking types hanging around today. Jim and Jam. We'll see what they are banging on about. But my co-host joining us in the studio, as always, from the advertiser, Ben Cameron. G'day, Camo. G'day, mate. Jesus, a bit going on. Are we going to be able to slot it all in? We are going hour? to do oh. our very best, and I don't want to hold him up any longer, mate, because uh, Michael Talia back into the side after a couple of injury issues. Uh, great to have him back in the side. Great to have him on Red Legs Radio. Michael Talia, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Both uh, Ben's. Yes, the two Bens. We're making it pretty straightforward for you, mate. Uh, you know, I know, I know you don't like to remember forward line players' names. You just like to belt them, no. but uh, at least you can remember our names, mate. Uh, reaction to the loss last week. Uh, look, it was very, very difficult conditions. Uh, how do you assess it? Yeah, it was pretty disappointing, to be honest. I think heading into the game without, you know, sort of new game plan under Jade Rawlings, we would have thought our contested sort of game, that's what we pride ourselves on, the contested footy. Um, it would have probably helped our style of play. But we know we're sort of kick mark team. So, yeah, we would have thought it would have helped our style of play. But in, in all honesty, Sturt just probably were a bit hungrier and played the conditions a lot better. Um, their contested footy was better in the end and they, they did a good job. They rolled us in the end, which was disappointing. So um, we're looking to bounce back this, this week against Port. I'm interested in the, the, the mindset of a footballer at the level that you play, Tiles. Uh, and, you know, we can watch from afar and it looks like a bit of a scrap and there's not a lot of skill involved. But does skill really come to the fore when the conditions are that heavy? I mean, it only stopped to rain just so it hailed. It was just awful, awful weather. Is, is, does skill really stand up there or is there is it just you need a bit of size and just that brute strength that Sturt probably displayed on the night had, uh, had a bit more say? Um, I think the contested footy and that sort of weather is a big part. And then just having, there's a certain skill that you have to have to play in that sort of weather. 
Um, you know, gaining territory is obviously really important, getting the ball forward. But Sturt seemed to surge the ball forward more than us, and they were better at the one-metre wall and in the contest. So that's probably a skill in itself, you know, playing that wet weather football better. And we just didn't adapt or adjust to let them get a jump by two or three goals. And in wet weather footy, when you do that, in that sort of weather, it's really hard playing catch-up. So, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. We've reviewed it pretty heavily, but um, we're looking forward now, yeah, as I said. Mick, um, I'm just wondering, you know, con- considering the conditions, I mean, have you, have you ever played in a deluge like that before? Um, and no. then because of that weather, could you, could you maybe write that one off? <laughs> I can honestly say, mate, that is the worst conditions I've probably ever played in. <laughs> but there were there were 43 other blokes, 22 per side, I think it is, that were playing in it as well. So I reckon they'd tell you the same thing. And sitting at full back on uh, face sparks deep in the goal square didn't help either because we weren't running all that much. So. Yeah, I was meant to cover the game for the Tizer, so I'm glad there was a last-minute shuffle and <laughs> I didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely um, horrendous weather, but... Having said that, as I said, two teams played in it and Sturt played the conditions better than us. So, um, yeah, we, we look forward from here. Uh, yeah, we do look forward to it. i tell you what, you blokes, neither of you think about the stadium announcer. It was uh, Indigenous round, and someone had to go out, out of the ground and make three announcements uh, for over about four minutes. So, you got you know, think of me, you blokes, while you're out there for a couple of hours. Hey, uh, Michael Knoll... On the comeback trail, Xavier Tranfer looks like uh, he's a big chance to come back as well. So nice time to see uh, a, a couple of extra resources, I suppose, Tails. Yeah, absolutely. Nolsey's a big one for us, although Harry Boyd's done an outstanding job in the ruck. We've, we've really rated what he's brought in there, just his contest work and clearance work. But yeah, Nolsey, that gives the ability for Harry to push forward and even Nolsey to push forward as well. Um, so I haven't actually spoken to him and I don't know if he's been medically cleared this week. I think from all reports he may be, but I'm actually unsure. But yeah, he'll be a big one. And Xavier Transfer likes to call himself the barometer. Um, <laughs> I'll write I don't know that if down. He actually is or not. But you know, he brings a lot of energy in the forward half. And I think that's going to be something that we can yeah, really build off because I think our, um, our forward half last week probably probably they'd admit firsthand themselves that they didn't probably perform as well as they would have liked. And that's every line too. But, yeah, he'll bring something to the team. Yeah, he brings a lot of energy, which is good. Mick, how about your body, mate? You've had your injury concerns. How's, how's the body going, especially after, you know, a pretty brutal game like last Friday night? Yeah, I honestly probably played one full game in 18 months of footy. Just had the four or three or four hammies last year and back issues. So it was pretty frustrating not, not being able to get right. So it probably took me a good solid month to get, you know, get into the pace of the game again and feel feel that my body was up to it. So, you know, at the time I was pretty um I wanted to get in the one straight away, but I'm pretty happy that I spent probably a month in the twos just building everything up. And that's what Jade Rawlins wanted to do. So probably starting to feel now that I'm up to the, the fitness levels and strength required. So um just trying to play my role. I'm not doing anything I'm not blessed with that much talent. I've taken me a while to learn. When I was younger I'd probably tell you the opposite <laughs> but I'm not blessed with that much talent I just like to play my role team orientated beat my opponent and um, yeah it's been really good to be back I'm just wrapped to be back playing I'm sure some uh, legs fans would beg to differ mate but I'll um, say. Um, your brother as well um, how's he tracking uh, his foot so he's had well he had knee complications in the off season so he had surgery there and then he's had um, off after the knee surgery he's had foot sort of surgery so I don't know I haven't spoken to him too much I think he's rehabbing from his foot and he's 
he's trying to get back before the end of the year. So I'm not exactly 100% sure what's going on with, with him there. But, yeah, I think he's pushing to return before the end of the year for the Crows as well. So You, you boys um, aren't that hopefully. close? Don't talk that much? Beg your pardon? You boys aren't that close? <laughs> Don't talk that much? Oh. We talk a little bit. I know he's pushing his foot to try to get it right, but um, yeah, we don't. Yeah, he doesn't really fill me in on the ins and outs and day-to-day detail. But yeah, I think he should be back before the end of the year. I have to have a chat to him and see where he's at because yeah, obviously he's itching to play and get back. Um, it's pretty frustrating being injured. Bit of doctor-patient confidentiality, of course, there as well. <laughs> I would imagine, Tails. After the disappointing loss to Sturt, mate, is there any better way to bounce back than knocking off Port Adelaide at Alberton this weekend? Oh, absolutely. So we look forward now. They had a good win last week against Centrals. And I think, don't quote me on this, but I think they're only one game behind us. So um, they're just sitting outside of the four. And I reckon we're just inside. So it's it's a really big game for us because if we lose, you know, they're even with us and South is sort of hovering around as well. So, um, yeah, we're really going to, we're really going to aim to fucking put our best foot forward and um, try to get the job done this week. Yeah, Norwood is sitting in fourth, seven wins, five losses, and Port Adelaide in sixth, but uh, six wins, six losses as well. Hey, got a one question for you before we wrap things up. Who do you think Norwood's biggest rival is, Tarles? Because, I mean, most people would have said Port Adelaide. We're going to chat to Jack Hudson, who's involved in the Port Adelaide Football Club very shortly. I'm sure he thinks that at Sandful level that it is a Port Adelaide-Norwood rivalry, but... Paul Delio, the president of the Norwood Football Club, said on Friday night that he thinks that Sturt might be the new biggest rival of the Norwood Football Club. Where do you sit with that? Uh, I can't. I've only been playing in the Sandfield since 2018. I know from from an outside sort of rivalry view, what everyone sees is Norwood Port. Um, for me personally, it's probably it's probably the most heat in games that I play against. It's for North Adelaide. Obviously, 2018, we were the best side that year, but we just didn't perform on the day. And there seems to be a lot of heat when we play North Adelaide. Um, Sturt as well, you know, it's a good rival. We always have close games with them and either just knock them off. So, um, yeah, probably for me, North Adelaide first and then uh, Port Adelaide or Sturt second. Michael Talia, I tell you what, mate, after the Sturt loss, all I want to see is Port Adelaide get absolutely crushed this weekend. Please do us that favour. Thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Go well on the weekend. Yeah, we'll get the job done. Thanks, fellas. Michael Talia there, the key defender for the Norwood Football Club. And uh, Ben Cameron, we're now heading into enemy territory. Jack Hudson, uh, former colleague of ours at the Tizer, and uh, now running an excellent website called The Inner Sanctum. If you're interested in following, you know, what's going on, the inner pulse of uh, sport around South Australia and Australia, you get onto the inner sanctum. Jack Hudson also does a little bit of work for the Port Adelaide Football Club. Reporting on their Sandful team, he is a mad Port Adelaide nutcase. We are taking a massive risk allowing him onto the airs of Red Leg Radio. Jack Hudson, <laughs> welcome. G'day, boys. Um, yeah, I would say it's a little bit of a risk, but um, yeah, it should be a good game this weekend. Uh, you boys turned it around against Central District last week after three straight losses. A bit of a relief, I would have thought, down at Alberton. Um, yeah, I'd say it probably was. We um, definitely lacked a bit of experience, but um, it was, I'd say it's a pretty good development curve for a lot of the contracted boys that have um, done really well this year. So to get the Chockeys um, against the Doggies and our first um, win, win away from Albert and Oval, apart from the showdown, um, was definitely needed, I'd say. Uh, if I just look at the side that you had in last week, you had Cleary in, you had Butters in, you had Hartlett in. I mean, is it a little bit embarrassing? Are you ashamed that you need so many d- legends of AFL football to try and find a, just a cheap little sand for win? 
Oh, I wouldn't say that, not at all. Um, but it was good to see that their experience um, certainly uh, showed through. Um, and uh, Zach Butters was absolutely terrific. So a lot of these boys had a lot of time off and it was good that they had such an important role in um, such an important win. Hello, good to be talking again, mate. Hope you're well. Yeah. Yeah, going well, mate. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad talking to you. So, yeah, I'm travelling quite well. Um, the dogs, though, do you feel that they, they had their opportunities, kicked six goals, 12, um, could have possibly got the chocolates as well? I'd say that first quarter was probably where they really um, missed their opportunities, um, especially the opening few minutes. They had three shots on goal for three um, behinds, and then um, we, had, we kicked, I think, the first two. So... Um, they definitely, um, yeah, wasted their chances, um, I thought. So, bad kicking is bad football, which is unfortunate. But, um, yeah, it was a very topsy-turvy game and we took our chances kicking relatively straight. So, yeah, it was one of the strangest games of football I've seen. And, um, yeah, for the first three quarters, it was quite unappealing, especially if you're a neutral. Jack, Port Adelaide, Norwood, is it the number one rivalry for you? Oh, there is nothing that comes close to it. Um like I was um, at at the parade round one when um, your boys gave us a bit of a bit of a pasting, um, and I'm really excited and hoping that we return the favour come this weekend. So <laughs> I I look forward to Port versus Norwood every um, every season. Hello, you've known as probably the biggest Port fan that there's ever been, or probably I don't know somebody that has more passion for something you know anywhere else. Where does that um, where can that be traced back? That was just your upbringing. Um, can you remember a particular game that really sold you as a Port man? Um, I don't think I really had a choice from birth. It was um, my um, late pa. He really got me into being a Port supporter from yeah, the day I was born. And I've never really looked back. He was the one who took me to games. My first game was my sixth birthday. And I just remember the hostile chance towards Nathan Buckley from the Port supporters. And I was like, <laughs> I want to be a part of this for the rest of my life. And... I'm loving every bit of it. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Um, a lot of Port fans have seen a lot of success over the years. I haven't, <laughs> so I'm a little bit envious of a lot of the senior ones. And the O set, sorry, Hooky, the O seven Grand Final obviously still stings. I mean, it seems to be a reference to that game every week. Your Twitter game's extremely good, but yeah, I, I get the sense that um, you haven't quite moved on from that day. Uh, I was there. I missed 04 and I was there for 07. Um, I stood facing the, uh, the MCG wall for the final quarter. So <laughs> I, I didn't actually know the scoreboard until my nan actually told me that we were down by 125 points. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, like, it was a really tough moment and a really dark moment, but like, it's in the past. I look back at it and like, if people want to have a bit of fun with me on Twitter, then so be it. So, I just got to ride the bumps and people have banter. You got to, if you give it out, you got to take it back. Jack, my wife's a Port Adelaide supporter. She was also at that game in 2007 and she dealt with it just as poorly. So, uh, look, I've married into the faith. That doesn't mean that I've uh, come around just yet. It's like, you know, Protestants and Catholics. They, they don't mix that well. But, no, I have some empathy yeah. for the fact that you uh, sat through that 2007 grand final. Just to wrap things up, mate, it's Heritage Week for the Swans this week. They're going back to their yeah. roots. You must be really thrilled that the Swans get to have a whole week for Heritage. But when Port Adelaide even brings it up, there's a threat of fines and premises points being taken off you. That seems pretty reasonable, doesn't it, Jack? Oh, it's remarkable, isn't it? I I love um, I love that um, South Melbourne um, Guernsey. I love the Fitzroy one that um, Brisbane wheeled out as well. 
I just love to see a bit of equality across the league that every club is able to honour their own heritage. And I think it's a pretty reasonable request that um, Port Adelaide is able to do that each year. Jack, we really appreciate your time, mate. Enjoy the trip. Uh, well, enjoy the game down at Alberton this week. Sad you won't be going home with the points. Uh, we look forward to reading your report about what it was that Norwood did to completely ruin the Port Adelaide finals hopes for another year. But, mate, appreciate your time on Redlegs Radio. No, no worries, boys. Anytime. And um, good luck this weekend. Jack Hudson, uh, absolute Port Adelaide fiend. Hudson underscore 10 is his Twitter account. And he's a great follower. He's uh, always uh, very, well, very, how would you say, giving with his time, I suppose. Uh, he I takes a bit and he gives he a bit out. the time to be a journo and do other things. I mean, he's tweeting every 30 seconds. So and, and the inner He must be a com. multitasker. I think, he, he absolutely is. A ripping, ripping bloke. We appreciate his time. So yeah, give him a follow on Twitter and get onto the inner sanctum and uh, have a read about what he's got to write about as well. Port Adelaide man Jack Hudson joins us. Also, Michael Tarley. It's been a great little start to the show. We're going to a break. And on the other side, we're going to be talking about wheelchair football. We're going to find all the details very shortly. Don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. That's right, you are listening to Red Legs Radio. We're getting ready for the big clash on Saturday afternoon. We're heading down to Albert and Oval to take on the Port Adelaide Magpies. What a massive game it is. Fourth versus sixth. We need to win just to make sure we're staying in touch with the top three, getting the double chance come finals time. Right. If you're not a member of the Norwood Footy Club, ask yourself, why the heck not? We are at 3,102 members. Last year, we were 2,867. We want 3,500. Very simple. So get on board, Norwood FC forward slash membership. That's the place you go to get on board the club. And I tell you what, if you get on board the league team, you get on board the women's team and they're going very well. But we've got a new team at the football club. It is tremendously exciting. The Norwood Football Club as of this year, has a men's wheelchair team. And to tell us all about it is the captain and coach of the club, Grant Leonard. Grant, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thank you for having me. Grant, great to have you on board. Just tell us very quickly, how did the Sandful and the Norwood Football Club get involved in wheelchair footy? Uh, so South Australia have had their own team uh, for the last five years. So 2016 and 19, we had a national carnival and SA won all of those. Wow. Fantastic. So... Sample jumped on board for the 2019 team, gave us some support. And post that, they uh, could see there was a need for a local league and a community where we can uh, play regular games and you know improve our skills as well. So h- how was it played? Is it uh, in gyms? Uh, no, it's on a basketball court. Right, yeah. So in a, in a gymnasium as such, but on a basketball court. Yeah. And uh, how, how, was the, how were the rules? How do you score? Just give us a bit of an indication of how it all works. So teams are five. So we do have men's and women and yep. kids actually in our team as well. Uh, so goals at either end. Uh, played in thirds. You have two forwards, two backs and a centre. And as per normal, uh, disposing of the ball. So you'll replace a kick with a handball and you replace a handball with an underarm pass. Right. There you are. How'd you go with that, Ben? I'm... 
I would love to uh, come down and actually watch. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, well, no, it, it um, absolutely would. So well, I'm interested in the league. Is there? Have we got ten teams or eight teams? How is that all structured? No, so we've got four teams. So all the clubs, uh, I believe, were asked if they wanted to join in, and fortunately, Norwood have jumped on board on this. So it's great to have them in. We have four teams with Woodville, West Torrens, Centrals, and Sturt. Grant, what's your um, background in wheelchair sport? Like? More broadly. Yeah, wheelchair sports. So I've, I've been in a chair for 15 years now from cycling injury. So I didn't do any hand cycling or those sort of sports, but a bit of tennis, para badminton, social basketball, but uh, wrapped to be on the footy team now. Can you, if you don't mind me prying, um, 15 years ago, can you give us a little bit of a snapshot of, of what happened there? Uh, yeah, cycling accidents. So just before our road season for that year, uh, just one week prior, uh, just a, a training ride that went wrong went to come down a hill and had another rider turn in front of me so lost control hit the wall and wow quit injury my goodness um footy fan big time uh afl team afl st kilda oh well you Tragic. hannah hannah priest you're yeah, gonna be very keen to hear from her a little bit later on in the show and sandful sandful norwood Oh, you were a Norwood Barracker? Always Norwood fan, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that you were a Port Adelaide man or something no, like that. So no, you're d- dinky so die. Jumped on board, definitely. So, you know, big fan of Macca back in the days when I was a kid growing up. So watching him and, uh, yeah, very excited. You know, Sam Full uh, selected four captains for the league and uh, very fortunate to, to get the team I wanted as well. So you're captain and coach. Yes. So uh, to what extent uh, are you trying to develop a team that uh, I guess you're playing a fairly advanced level of wheelchair football. And to what extent are you trying to get new people into the game and teaching them the fundamentals? Well, it is very inclusive sport. So as I said before, we've got men, women and kids, uh, able-bodied and people with disabilities too. So it's great that um, anyone can try and jump on board, but obviously we're getting pretty serious with this. We want to, uh, we want to win this first premiership. Where do you see the league going? I, I can already see it growing exponentially uh, from where... Nathan Pepper at Sanford started and had the idea of getting this league up and running. We had 10 guys that would meet up on a Sunday for a training drill before the National Carnival. Now we've got over 30 players. Are you making any um, estimations over the next few years? Have you got a bit of a, a plan for how the, the sport will evolve? I think we'd love to have a, every Sanford club on board and teams playing every week. I th- also think, Hookie, like it's really great that you can have people from all walks of life, mm. you know, participating in the in the one sport. I think that's quite unique. You know, obviously with sports, you, you're limited to ages or genders or whatever, but, you know, you're saying that anyone can get involved. doesn't matter what your age is. No, that's right. And we've got a, a lot of family combos too. So uh, I've got my son playing my team. He's a 12-year-old boy. Wow. Uh, David Gould's got his two daughters playing and Ashley, who plays for the Norwood Women's League. Uh, so there's quite a few parent combos. And it's great because obviously being... In a wheelchair, it's uh, I am limited to what things I can do with my son and sport, but uh, to have him on board with us is awesome. So let's just clarify that, Grant, because you said uh, you know able-bodied people as well. So someone like myself or Ben, who we're never going to be any good at football. Oh, ben, you maybe you know you might be able I to played show a little 15s. bit. No, well I can be, play for the other clubs then, and I'd be a complete chump as well. But there's an opportunity for people who are who want to participate in football in a maybe a slightly different forum to get involved in a wheelchair. Uh, side structure around the place. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we've got round one starting next week, so I encourage everyone to come down and watch. Where is it? Have a look. We're at Lightsview Community Centre. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, Friday night round one, uh, we have a bit of a welcome launch at 6 o'clock, and then from 6.30 will be uh, the first of two games. Uh, is there a team that you really want to knock over? 
all of them. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> we just we just want to play, get out, and and you know, uh, it's inclusive, it's fun, but um, yeah, we're going to take it serious. You talked uh, also about the fact that there were state teams uh, in the past, and we've won a lot of uh, national carnivals. I presume they are. I imagine they've had a bit of a setback in the last 18 months with everything that's gone on around the place. But is that something that will continue and maybe even will evolve uh, somewhat now because you're going to have a regular competition to almost pick teams from? Definitely. So there should be the National Carnival again in October. Uh, Obviously, we didn't have one last year uh, because of COVID. But, um, yeah, the competition will get a lot tougher. And, you know, a spot for the team will be harder, which is great. Uh, Victoria have got their own AFL club, so they've had their big draft combine nights and selection process, and fortunately we still beat them. That was just one thing I wanted to ask you as well. With the with the four teams that we've got going on now, was it done via a draft-type system? How did you distribute the talent evenly, if you like? Yes, yeah, so we had a draft combine night, so we had agility tests and sprints and scratch matches, and then us four captains and Sample got together and, and got the teams and, and selected them. How do you find uh, the media coverage of wheelchair sport uh, more generally? Do you think it's improved in the last few years? I mean, we all we all know that women's sport in particular has, has gone from not much at all to a, a huge a huge attraction these days. Do you feel wheelchair sport um, needs a little bit more love from the media? I think any exposure is good exposure. Um, I think now with Sample jumping on board, you know, a fantastic organisation that um, will definitely drive and, and get more viewers on board and, and more people excited to see the game. So let's just uh, clarify again. Starts next week, round one. Just tell us what night it is. Friday night. It's Friday night. It's at Lightsview Stadium. So that's uh, the home of the North Adelaide Rockets yes. Basketball Club. It's five aside plus reserves, yes. I presume. The four teams again, it's Norwood. Woodville West Torrens, Centrals and Sturt. Right. Very good. And so all games are going to be at Lightsview? Yes, they are. So it's, And it'll be every Friday night for how long? So we've got a nine-round season. Uh, there'll be seven Friday night games and two Sunday games. And then there'll be a one-off uh, grand final at the end. Right. Okay. So obviously we don't know too much about the league right now, but who's the early favourites? I'm presuming it's the, the mighty Redlegs? I'm hoping so. I reckon Sturt will be up there as well. So there's some good players amongst all teams. You've done a bit of it. So the, the, the famous rivalry, Sturt and Norwood. Already. Let's go back to 78. Yeah. So just tell us about your history of supporting Norwood. You said Gary McIntosh uh, was a big fan of yours. Tell us a little bit more about uh, how you grew up being a Norwood fan. You grew up in the area? Yeah, so I, I lived in Banksy Park as a kid. So, you know, with Banksy Park Primary School and playing for the Teacher Gullies. Uh, that's how we had the affiliation with Redlegs and just always jumped on board. So, I mean, is it like uh, normal football where everyone's abusing the umpire? How can that be holding the ball? That wasn't prior opportunity. Is there plenty of that? I reckon there will be. That's <laughs> how the umpires get the right. Just tell us about the groups that are involved. I noticed that the Paraplegic Quadriplegic Association of South Australia is involved and Navita is sponsoring the league as well. What sort of support do they provide? Well, they're sponsoring the league and obviously giving us a lot of exposure. Um, PQSA is a great association that I also work for, which is fantastic. Uh, they've been supportive for me ever since I had my accident. So to have those big organisations on board and allowing kids and, and family to come out and play another sport and be inclusive, it's, it's awesome. Tell us about your role there. Uh, so I'm a regional network coordinator. So I go from Port Lincoln to Mount Gambier. Right, and, okay. Uh, there's seven regions in between and we just have uh, networking groups with people with spinal cord injury catch up uh, and try and get that social isolation out of the way. And uh, include them. Right. How do you how do you feel um, that your life has changed for the better since that injury fifteen years ago? 
Yeah, it's a hard one. Uh, obviously, had uh, family and, and life all planned pre-accident, and it's did uh, threw a huge spanner on the works. But uh, sport's been a, a huge thing for me post-accident, uh, as well as starting a family. But uh, mental health is a big factor with spinal cord injury, and to be able to get out and and play sport, team bonding with other players, it's um, it's it's really important. Grant, there's only one thing we like more here in this show than the Norwood Football Club having a team to win a premiership. It's when extra Norwood Football Club teams have an opportunity to win a premiership. You get underway next Friday night. It's at Lightsview. Uh, You'll be taking on Sturt, Central District, uh, and the Eagles as well. It's going to be a fantastic competition. The first ever coach of the uh, men's wheelchair football team for the Norwood Football Club. You're going into history, mate. You'll be the first ever name on the honour roll. Captain and coach Grant Leonard, thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio. Very excited. Thank you very much. Well, that's going to be huge, Ben. Uh, Redlegs, well, the Redlegs are into the wheelchair football team. and We're very excited for that competition. We are off to a break. On the other side, we're going to be catching up with one of the past greats of the football club, now doing a lot of great work for the St Kilda Football Club. She's the co-captain out there. Her name is Hannah Priest. She joins us on the other side of this break. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climat Air Conditioning. Climat Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1800 858 858. Yeah, you listen to Redlegs Radio, Ben Hook and Ben Cameron in studio. We're getting ready for the big game, Norwood versus Port Adelaide, Albert and Oval, Saturday afternoon. What a cracker it's going to be, of course. Last Friday night, Cooper Stadium went down by 23 points to the Double Blues. Just a little bit of a setback after a pretty good run for the Redlegs. Uh, and it takes us to the People's Choice Credit Union, People's Choice Award. And I tell you what, the votes have dried up a bit, ladies and gentlemen. So get on board these votes. I'll explain what's going on. Isaac Saywell, 11 votes, was the leading vote getter against the Double Blues. Nick Rokar with 10. Deck Hamilton, 5. Josh Richards, 3. Cam Shenton, 2. Harry Boyd, 1. Tristan Binder, the boy from Port Lincoln, who I really like up there at full forward, picked up a vote as well. Tristan, of course, the son of Craig Binder, who played some footy for the legs back in the early 80s. It means that the People's Choice Award leaderboard, Jackson Callow, would you believe, not going to play another game for the year. He leads by 101. Ladies and gentlemen, get voting. We can't have Jackson Callow winning this award. Jacob Collins is on 120. Isaac Saywell, 64. Rokar, 63. Hamilton, 22. Shenton, 21. Greg McKenzie, Douglas and Kennelly round out our leaderboard. That is the People's Choice Award for season 21 thus far. Jackson Callow with a big lead. Well, I talk about people with big lead. This young lady has a big lead in life. She was a former player of the Norwood Football Club. She is now the co-captain of the St Kilda Football Club, won the Crest Award for basically the Players' Player Award last year. She is an absolute star. We're absolutely delighted that she calls the Norwood Football Club her first home, and it's great to see her doing wonderful things on a bigger stage now. It's Hannah Priest. Hannah, welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Uh, Hannah, how's life in Melbourne? Uh, You've dodged a few lockdowns and all of those sorts of things. Might have come out the other side, but uh, how's your world over there at the moment? Going really well. I'm on school holidays at the moment. Just uh, whipped up to Queensland for a little holiday 
uh, over the past week um, and looking forward to getting back into the school term. And then obviously our season's been moved forward, so straight back into pre-season on the 1st of September um, and back into chase the flag with the state. <laughs> Where are you teaching at the moment, Han? Uh, I'm teaching in North Melbourne at a flexible learning centre, so um, with some pretty challenging young people, uh, 18 to 25-year-olds I've got in my class. But, um, yeah, they keep me on my toes, which is what I need. And they're pretty flexible with you juggling um, your work and your budding football career? Yeah, they're awesome. Um, really supportive. Get to leave a little bit earlier just to get out to Moorabbin along the Nepean Highway out there and get to training um, sort of by four o'clock and um, yeah, it's just been really good to have their support as well. Do you, do you sometimes just sit back and go, God, you know, it wasn't that long ago I was drafted and now, you know, you're part of the leadership group, you're in the uh, team of the year. Do you ever sit back and go, God, I've really uh, done a lot over the last couple of years? Yeah, I guess it probably, yeah, it just it's all happened so quickly for me. I never sort of saw myself being in this position, but I am really grateful um, for this experience and uh, yeah, as I said, I just never sort of pictured this happening and here I am and just giving it a good crack. And signed for two more years, Hannah, so uh, you've really bedded things down very well. Yeah, um, Coxie, uh, football ops, uh, head of football at um, St Kilda just called me and he said, what do you reckon, Hank, can we check another year on, on the contract? And I said, yeah, look, I think I've still got a bit in me, so... Um, <laughs> We uh, we decided Absolutely. to sign for two, um, and yeah, I'm really really excited. We've just got so much young talent coming through, and yeah, it's actually pretty jaw dropping to see some of the girls weave through the opposition. And um, yeah, I love being a part of the group, and um, yeah, just really really looking forward to another two years at the Saints. And can I take you back a few years when your footy career started? Now I believe it started at Morfitt Park. Morfittville Park. Morfittville Park. Yeah, Morfittville Park. Yep. Apologies. Um, that's Victorian right. to me coming out. Um, now, what was the catalyst for, for going, right, I'm going to roll up the uh, roll up the sleeves and I'm going to uh, have a crack at footy. Can you take me back to, to that time? Um, I was actually playing netball down at Goolwa um, with a couple of the girls that I played netball with in the State League up in, in Adelaide. Um, and a few of them had gone out to give footy a crack with Northville Park and um, yeah I just jumped on board for a couple of filling games and then as soon as I started playing I thought this is really fun um, and I just love the running game of football and I don't know it was just a really inclusive environment and um, yeah I played a, a season with Northville Park um, with a few now AFL girls as well and then uh, Steve Simons contacted me from the Red Legs and said, how about you chuck on a Red Legs Guernsey? And <laughs> that's what I did. And, um, yeah, then all of a sudden I was at the same. <laughs> Just describe the experience of going from Morfittville Park, the Mighty Twisties, a great football club <laughs> that have been very, very strong in women's football. But I imagine, you know, it's a community club and uh, I'm not, you know, dissing it, but I imagine when you turned up at Norwood, you're under Steve Simons, the level of coaching, the professionalism would have taken a big jump. What did it mean to you to join the Norwood Footy Club? Oh, it's huge. I, as I said, I never sort of pictured myself taking this path, but um, Steve obviously saw some potential and, um, yeah, got me on board with the Red Legs and, and moving um, into the Norwood Football Club. I mean, 
such a proud history and I, I honestly I just felt really at home as soon as I, I went to Norwood and that's why I probably yeah link back to them pretty strongly now that I am at the Saints and um, make sure that they get their recognition that I yeah really enjoyed my time there. Benny Cameron's got a little bit of true and false that he's going to run by you very shortly, Hannah. But first of all, you were talking about a couple of AFL players at Morfittville Park that you locked horns with. One of those would have been Ebony Marinoff that I noticed that you, St Kilda people, were trying to poach off of us poor folk here in Adelaide. Uh, I imagine she was probably uh, on speed dial on your phone for a while trying to land Ebony Marinoff. Yeah, Noffy, she's a gem. Um did give her a little tour of the complex down at Moorabbin. Um, yeah, she's a she's a good egg and um, obviously a awesome footballer. So to have a player like her in our young side would have been pretty incredible. Um, but she's she's loving the pride of South Australia a little too much, I think. I can just imagine though that hand priest uh, charm offensive. It would have been working overtime to get it get that signature. Um, <laughs> Hannah, I saw your um, homecoming game in, in February against the Crows at the parade and um, you played really well. But after the game, you looked a little bit overwhelmed. I mean, what did it mean for you to come back to Norwood, play and then have all your family and friends there? It looked like it just meant a great deal to you. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I lived in Adelaide for nine years. So, um, yeah, obviously lots of friends and, and family there, but... It's just also really good for all of the girls when we do play a game. Like, you just have people come out of the woodwork to come and support you. And, yeah, it does mean so much um, that people travel and, and want to support your journey. Now, um, Hannah, before we wrap this up, Ben Cameron, who now you, there's some sort of relationship going on here. I can't, I can't give here. up my sources, Hookie, yeah. but they are impeccable. It, there's, there's. I tell you, I've got to be honest with you, Hannah. This has been my experience with co-hosts and interviewing you on Red Legs Radio. <laughs> Miles Fitzner absolutely went gaga for you. He was just absolutely <laughs> besotted by you. And now Ben Cameron, who I think might have a bit of a family link, but not too far short. He's absolutely all over you, Hannah. So I'm just trying to stand here from afar and keep things professional. But there are a couple of <laughs> questions that we want to just throw by you and see if these are actually true or not. I'm going to start it off and then Cameron's going to take over from there. Is it true, yeah, Hannah go. Priest, <laughs> is it true you used to routinely fetch your dad a beer from the fridge until one day as a kid you said, I don't do that anymore. Oh, look. Yeah. True. I've had enough after a while. (laughs) I've got a daughter too. I don't think I'd get away with that uh, with my daughter for too long. Now, Han, I'm told that you you won the annual Wurrimal Primary School 1,000 metre event each year. You did that every year from prep through to grade six. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know where you got this from. <laughs> Look, um, consistency is key. <laughs> <laughs> It's unbelievable. There is a story floating around, Hannah, that uh, you were actually feeling like you needed a new pair of runners one year, and the way you got around that was by deliberately leaving your runners at home for a race so mum would be forced to buy you a new pair. Yes? (laughs) Oh, look, it's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're earning a decent coin now. You can can buy your own from here. Or you're probably, hopefully you're getting sponsored. Do you get sponsored, Han? Pair of shoes? Yeah, yeah, a couple of pairs of shoes. Get your bath. It's all good. So it should. Camo? 
Uh, Han, you uh, you grew up loving the Hawks, and Hodgie was your favourite player. And when you played state league netball, your dad from the sidelines would yell out, "Go Hodgie!" Correct? That's true. And actually, our physio at the time, I don't know how, but he must have heard, and it really took off. He started calling me Hodgie as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, we have run right out of time. Uh, We are so proud of you here at the Norwood Football Club. You're doing amazing things at the Saints. Continue on with your stellar career, but never forget us back here at the Norwood Football Club and Red Legs Radio. Always. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the call. Thank you. Hannah Priest there. uh, Well, a past great of the football club, we have to say. She is on doing some amazing things in AFLW now. And uh, we are so very, very proud of her. Off to break on the other side. We've got a couple of, uh, well, we've got one shifty looking character from the football club about to join us. Don't go away. You're listening to Redlegs Radio. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Climate Air Conditioning. Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. Simply the best. You're listening to Redlegs Radio with Ben Hook. Thanks to Palmerbet. Play the punting advantage this footy season. Gamble responsibly. Call the Gambler's Helpline on 1-800-858-858. Yeah, thanks for joining us on Redlegs Radio. Final term here. Not much time to roll. And I'm a little bit relieved because I heard that I was going to be interviewing two unheard of blokes called Jim and Jam. Thankfully, Dale Fleming has walked into the studio. Flemo, nice to see you, mate. Who the heck was Jim and Jam? Good to be here, Hooky. Well, a bit of sanity's prevailed, but <laughs> yes. SOS to Brenton Clavey. He's out there <laughs> somewhere. Stretching. He's meant to be in the studio. That's uh, Jam, and uh, and I was going to be Jim, but that's another story for another day. We'll get day. to that maybe some other time. Hey, Craig Kelly coming up at the club uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Tell us all about it. Yeah, uh, the business lunches, which have been flying. They're um, you know, full house at the Wolf Blast Community Centre each time. So we've got Craig Kelly. Uh, on the 30th of this month, um, obviously a past champion of Norwood and everyone knows what he went on and did at Collingwood and in business. So he'll be uh, sharing all those stories with us on the 30th of July. The footy club's pre-match functions have been absolutely outstanding this year, most notably because you have a wonderful MC, if I dare yeah. say so myself. Mm. But however, forget the MC for a second, on July 17, so that's Saturday week, and we're taking on the Eagles, and this is going to be an absolute one to get involved in. Tell us all about Liquid on the Lips, I think it's called, with well, my good mate Trent Burge. Well, that's right. And just before I explain that, they the Barossa Boy um, uh, partnership has just been extended for five years. For well, that's huge. Club. Massive, massive. Yeah. So uh, Trent and Jess Burge, big thank you to them. We love their product. The supporters love their product, and it's great to have them for another five years. And on the 17th in the pre-match, which will start about a half an hour earlier than normal, the guests will be treated to a bit of wine tasting across all the labels of Barossa Boy, and Trent will be there to talk about the vintage and the different labels and all the stuff that goes into winemaking. So it'll be great. Yeah, so um, Trent Birch, son of Grant and Helen Birch, he runs his own label now. It's called Barossa Boy. His lifeblood Shiraz is just absolutely the most outstanding drop. And I reckon if you jump on the Norwood Football Club website, there is a special that you can get. If you buy about a dozen or so of his wines, you can get 15% off as well. well. Is that right, Clemens? That's, that's right. Uh, you can go to Barossa Boy. Boy, um, uh, 
barossaboy.com.au, and, and I may have that wrong, so we'll, we'll double-check that. Uh, there's a promotion for Red Leg supporters, but it's promoted on the club website, and uh, we'll certainly communicate that properly. Um, but that's going to be fantastic. That Lifeblood Shiraz is an uh, exceptional drop. Plenty of past players and officials tune into the show. Is a lunch coming up? There is, yeah. So uh, for all the past players and officials um, that are coming along on the 17th of uh, – uh, sorry, the 10th of July. Um, so that's uh, next Friday. Um, it's the Glen Rosser tribute lunch, of course. So Glen Rosser was instrumental in the uh, past players and officials lunch. Um, and sadly, you know, Glen passed away over a year ago. So we're going to be paying tribute to him. 135 past players and officials on that day. Members night tonight as well, each and every Thursday night. We've got to wrap it up. Ben Cameron, thank you as always for your time from the advertiser. Appreciate you coming in once again, Flamo. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Off to Alberton Oval this Saturday afternoon. Go get it. We'll see you out there at the footy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.